Welcome to Sports on the Hill podcast. Hashtag DC Sports without the politics with Carol and Robbie on True Radio Network. What's going on, people? CP3 coming to you live from the lab. Starting the show out a little bit different. We're going to get back to that video towards the end of the show, or maybe even a little music break like we used to do back in the old days when I switch up and get some Nats talk going on after we get the Washington football talk. But if you notice, it's CP3 live in the lab, solo tonight. Most of the team has some other things going on, so they took the night off, so... I'm going to have a short and sweet show tonight. <clears throat> Episode 237, Sports on the Hill podcast, coming to you live from the lab. And it's a crazy day because if you looked in the uh, the heading, you'll see that the Nets went 0-6 last week. So normally we start off with Nets talk, but I cannot start the show off by myself with a negative show like that. So... I'm going to talk some Washington football team after they had their first preseason game last week and uh, took the loss to the Patriots 22 to 13. I'm going to break down those stats in a little while. Uh, I got the Facebook live feed going. I got the YouTube feed going and I got the Twitter feed going. But since I'm doing everything by myself tonight, I probably won't be able to get to the comments until after the show. So if you have any comments that I don't talk about and I don't answer during this uh, abbreviated Sports on the Hill podcast. 
I will respond back in the comments. But as always, we appreciate y'all tuning in to the best DC sports coverage around because no one else brings it to you more real, more live, and with more insight than the Sports of the Hill podcast every Monday night at 9 o'clock. So I hope everybody had a good weekend and a good day. I know a lot of folks were uh, upset about the first preseason loss, 22-13 to the Patriots. Uh, I saw a lot of folks complaining about Dustin Hopkins, um, you know, saying that, you know, why they didn't bring any competition and, you know, he has a reputation for, you know, not being clutch. But as Coach talked about today in his press conference, or yesterday, rather, you know, they have a new launch now. You know, it was Nick Sunberg had been there for 11 years, and they had a, you know, chemistry going. They had their, you know, rhythm down. The rookie, Cameron Cheeseman, you know, he's coming in trying to get into that same chemistry and that same rhythm that they had. And that's why when you looked at those two kicks that he missed, you can tell that, you know, it wasn't in rhythm. It's like Hopkins was off by a step. It's like he hesitated on both of those kicks. They say that Cheeseman, uh, when he snaps the ball, he has a lot of, you know, velocity on it. And they, they're trying to, you know, get him in the rhythm of not having to put so much velocity on and still being accurate with the long snap. So it's a work in progress. Uh, I like Dustin Hopkins, you know. I've seen this team get rid of kickers year after year because they, you know, fans were upset and they didn't, you know, hit some kicks that they, you know, folks thought they should have hit, but then go on to be, you know, all pros and pro bowlers for other teams and Super Bowl champions for other teams. So sometimes you just got to ride it out. It's preseason. This is the time where he's meant to miss him and work on the technique and work on the rhythm with everything that's going on. So, you know, they still got two more games to get it right and still more weeks of training camp. So, you know, I'm at the knee-jerk reaction type, excuse me, of, you know, cutting them and, you know, bringing in somebody else. Coach has faith in him, and he's riding with him, and, you know, he doesn't feel like he needs to bring in competition because he has faith in Hopkins as a kicker. So I'm going to ride with that also. Uh, we also had a couple of players released uh, as of tomorrow at, I believe, 7 p.m. They have to be down to... 70, what is it, 76 players, I believe. No, 85 players, I'm sorry. They're at 86 right now, so they have one more player to let go. They have released Kelvin Harmon, uh, wide receiver with potential, but unfortunately his sophomore season, he got hurt. Never got a chance to really get back on the field. They uh, released him. They also released um, the cornerback, Danny Miller. <coughs> Chris Miller, I'm sorry thinking Danny Johnson, uh, Chris Miller, the cornerback, and they also released the running back, Lamar Miller, who was uh, signed towards the end of last year, never really got any playing time. But those three players were released to get a chance to maybe get picked up by another team. And they have one more player they have to, you know, let go of by, I believe, 7 p.m. tomorrow afternoon, well, tomorrow evening. And, uh, you know, a couple of players that played this past game, I guess, made those players expendable because they – you know, got a chance to excel and made the best of their performance and made the other guys expendable. So, like I said, there were some bright spots. There were some spots for improvement, but it was the first game against, you know, an opponent. They've been lining up against each other for all the training camp. So, first time live action. So, for the first game, you know, it was a loss, but they saw the offense, you know, move the ball, 
Not necessarily put up enough points, but like I said, first game, new quarterback, new weapons on the field, first game. So, but they definitely moved the ball well. Uh, Fitzpatrick, he looked like he had command of the uh, offense. He uh, hooked up nicely with McLaurin on the first drive, and he had a couple of good throws. Just to go over the stats real quick, uh, Fitzpatrick was five for eight for fifty-eight yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, uh, Penneke was 9 for 15 for 86 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And uh, Montez, the third-year quarterback that's been on the practice squad for most of the, uh, his career, he went 17 for 24 with 101 yards and one touchdown and one interception. Um, Montez... Uh, Coach said that he felt like when he practiced, he was trying to make the perfect pass and make the perfect play. And I think we saw some of that uh, in the game. Like he's still overthinking. This is only his second year in this offense. So, you know, maybe he still hasn't all figured out. So he's you know, overthinking and trying to make the perfect play or the perfect pass. And we saw that a couple of times uh, Thursday night. Uh, he did get in the groove. He did get a touchdown after that unfortunate tip uh, interception. But, um, you know, it was it was good for a start by the quarterbacks, I feel. Uh, the running backs, Jared Patterson led the running backs. He had 10 carries for 40 yards. Um, Gibson had five carries for 15 yards, and Peyton Barber had six carries for 20 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jared Patterson definitely shined in his first uh, chance to get on the NFL field. He got in in, uh, I believe, third quarter. And they just kept handling the ball, and he kept getting you know forward progress, moving the chains. He uh, made a nice catch uh, on a comeback route on a uh, sideline to help extend the drive. I believe the touchdown drive, and um, yeah, he definitely shined. We talked about him in our uh, draft recap with him being the only undrafted free agent that the Washington Football Team signed, and. Uh, Everyone was saying that he was definitely making his mark in camp. Uh, he has the tie for the most touchdowns in the NCAA game with eight touchdowns against Kent State. So, uh, yeah, this kid has potential. It's going to be interesting to see how much they're going to, how much more they're going to use him because you try to put him on the practice squad, another team can snatch him up and sign him if you're not going to put him on the roster. So if you're showcasing him and let him get out there and do more, that means all you want to put him on the roster. That means somebody else might not make it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to, you know, mix it in because if he continues to play well and look good on tape for other people to see, he's uh, if they decide to try to, you know, wave him and get him to play waivers to make it to the practice squad, he's not going to make it to the practice squad because somebody else is going to pick him up. So that's something I'm going to be watching in this upcoming game on uh, Friday versus the Bengals. Uh, getting back to this game, uh, receiving. Patterson also led the team in receiving yards. He had four catches for 30 yards. Terry McLaurin had two catches for 25 yards. Uh, uh, Sammy Reyes, in his first real NFL action, he, uh, that's the tight end prospect that they signed in the uh, offseason. He played basketball, but he has good size and, you know, is very athletic. So he got his first action. He had two catches for 25 yards. Uh, the coach actually said that he thinks that he's the most physical tight end they have on the team right now. 
And, you know, the two catches that he made, he did, you know, fumble the ball and not fumble, but, you know, it took it bounced off his hands. He had to rein it in. Luckily, he was able to, but he would like to see more clean catches, you know, whenever he gets the opportunity. They say he was at practice with the judge's machine. After practice, you know, catching the ball off of there, trying to, you know, get his hands better to catch the ball clean and maybe to make a play after just catching the ball. And uh, Naomi Brown had two catches for 16 yards. So uh, the wide receivers are still missing one of the weapons they signed in the offseason, Curtis Samuel. Uh, he's been cleared off the pup list. He was on a practice today, but due to the rain, uh, coach decided to err on the side of caution and not put him out there coming off a, a groin injury. You don't want him to go slip and, you know, possibly re-injure yourself or, you know, have a setback where he pulls it and then, you know, you haven't even had a chance. So he was doing work on the sideline. He didn't get into any of the practices, even though the coach did want the team to practice in the elements because, you know, beginning of the season, the end of the season, winter time, fall time, I have inclement weather in some of these games. So they were practicing in the day. Uh, what I saw was, a, you know, good good practice, getting ready for the Bengals on Friday. And some of the other intangibles uh, from the game, uh, Hopkins, as I mentioned, was 0 for 2. Uh, Tressway, I love Tressway. He's been like the MVP of this team for since he's been on this team. He had five punts for 224 yards with a 44-yard average and 52 of his long uh, punt return. DeAndre Carter, who's been uh, getting a lot of going camp. They said he's been uh, catching the ball well as wide receiver as long as as well as uh, doing well on punt returns and kick returns because he is a punt return specialist. He had uh, two returns for 38 yards, and that's – I heard him pronounce his name on the show on the darn game, but I still found a way to mess it up. That's Malign, the final draft pick of this past draft. He had one return for 19 yards. I, I definitely was uh, like the way he uh, returned the ball. He got the ball, went straight off the south, no dancing around. And you know, gave the team good field position. Uh, I didn't. I don't recall seeing that DeAndre Carter returns. They actually have the game on right now on NFL Network. I think they're streaming uh, the rebroadcast. I haven't had. I've recorded it, but haven't had a chance to go back and look at it. So, you know, when I found that I was doing the show solo, I just had to get on it for the show. Didn't, didn't have time to check out the game. So, next uh, next week we'll definitely have better coverage because we'll have the team back. Everyone was busy, so, you know, I said, I can take over for the night. Especially with the way the Nats are playing, ain't going to be too much conversation to say about that over six uh, weeks. And um, just to wrap up of the first game, like I said, I, I thought they played pretty well being the first time, you know, going out there against a, another team, another opponent. Always room for improvement. The defense, they played well, but that 91-yard uh, run at the end of the game, yeah, that was, I don't care what string defense it is, that should never happen at all. But like I said, it's preseason, so you wanted to happen, you wanted to happen during that, during this time and not during the regular season because that would have been devastating if that was a regular season game. Um, special teams. I like the progress that we're seeing from that unit. You know, a couple of years ago, they were 
fumbling the ball and couldn't get down without getting a penalty. Now they're a solid unit, you know, looking to potentially, you know, swing field position, even maybe even get a couple of scores this offseason with the speed and the playmakers they've added on this team on the offensive side of the ball. And with the draft, you know, most of the rookies, the low-round rookies, they play special teams, you know. That's how some of them find their niche in the league, you know, playing special teams for a while until they get a chance to get on the defense and see what they can do. So, you know, you got to look at the whole big picture. A lot of folks are, you know, still upset about them not going after a, one of the big-name quarterbacks that's, you know, looking good so far in preseason or whatever. And, you know, they have a plan. Now, when before when we were, you know, overreaching and giving up draft picks for, you know, a so-called top quarterback and it didn't work out, everybody was complaining that, you know, you're giving up draft picks, you're giving away the future. You know, why can't you just be patient? Now that they're being patient, folks are complaining because they didn't give up a lot of trade uh, draft picks to try to move up the draft on these young guys. That, you know, they didn't really have that faith in doing that. So you have to look at, we already have some players we have to sign coming up. We got Brandon Sheriff on the franchise tag for the second year, making 18 million. So either he's going to sign a contract next year or he's not going to be here. So that's going to be, uh, you know, maybe up to 18 million, which you're going to have under the cap. Still have Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. You know, these guys want to be coming up for renewal soon. We want to start getting that cap space ready. You know, most of the other guys still have a few years before their contractors want to be up. So, you know, they have a plan. We have a coach that's running things. We have a front office now that has football minds in there that's, you know, doing things the way they should be done, the way they need to be done. And unfortunately, some fans can't let go of the past and want to continue to, you know, ridicule and be upset instead of seeing the progress that's being made by this team. And with this tough schedule they have this year, the first place schedule, it's going to be real interesting to see how this team finishes out. And uh, record-wise, because I feel they can still repeat as division champs and win a playoff game. Because I know some folks are, you know, complaining it's been since 2005, which is a long time to not have a playoff win. But you got to look at some of the teams that haven't even had a playoff win or even a playoff appearance in that. You know, I'm not saying it's great to only have one playoff win since 2005, but some teams are worse off than we are, and we're definitely on the upswing. And on that note, I'm going to go ahead and end Washington football talk. And I'm going to do a quick music break with the video I started with before Reaction Band. That's uh, my little bro a couple of years ago. And at the end of the show, we'll play, you know, Renegade, of course, and a couple of other independent artists that we have on at the bar radio every Sunday night around six o'clock. Make sure you check it out on the same feed you're looking at now. Or you can hit at the bar radio podcast on YouTube. Go subscribe. One five one and stream live on his page. I stream live on my page. Different perspectives, different point of views, different, you know, things we got going on. So be sure to check us out. But I'm gonna switch up, get ready for Nat's talk. Like I said, it's going to be a short and sweet show. Go through these six games, preview the upcoming weeks, upcoming week, and then get up out of here. So, reaction, man. And we'll be back in four minutes and 51 seconds.
Reaction band, you know that's what I like. You know that's what I like. That's my little bro a couple of years ago, another hot video they put out back in the days. So be on the lookout. He's DJing also now, so DJ eight oh eight, gotta give a shout out to him. He out there killing the game right now. So, you know, I'm proud of him out there making moves, still playing bass in the Gogo band scene also. So, you know, he out there grinding, getting that money. 
getting out there and getting his name, just like we try to do here on Sports on the Hill podcast. Uh, appreciate uh, my main man Josh checking us out. And uh, all the folks he just inboxed me. You know, I appreciate you know he wanting to come on. Just trying to make it short and sweet. I got some other stuff I need to do. But uh, we gonna have Josh on next week to help recap the Cincy Washington football team game. Hopefully a victory. It'd be a victory Monday. Hopefully get the season started right with the victory Mondays. Uh, but let's uh go on a more sour, sadder note. Our beloved uh, Washington Nats are now last in the National League East, currently uh, 50 and 68. They're off tonight. Um, they're one in nine in the last 10. They're on a seven game losing streak. They are a game behind Miami, nine and a half behind the Mets, 11 behind Philly and 12 behind Atlanta, who's now leading the division for the first time all season. And uh seems like uh, every team that's took over the division has swept the Nets and went on to take the lead. So, yeah, between the Mets, the Phillies, and the Braves, yeah, Nets haven't fared too well. But in their defense, they have a lot of new players. You know, most of the guys that we know and love and want to core this team are gone now. You have to remember this is only David Martinez's fourth season as a manager in the, in the majors. He, you know, the first two and a half years, he had a hell of a roster with talented players, veteran, nice mix of veterans and, and uh, young guys. And, you know, they had a rhythm. They had they knew who they were. Now he's going through a transition where now he has, you know, young guys, rookies, pitchers, and position players that he's having to learn how to manage on the job. So, that's what he's going through right now. Unfortunately, it hasn't been pretty this past week. Well, a little more than a week. But uh, they went up one and six last week. So, you know, we were hoping for some improvement. They had some games they were in. To be honest, I haven't paid as close attention to them as, you know, I normally would with football season underway. And if you notice, we don't have uh, Brian Brennan or Rune on the night. Like I said, the team, you know. They deserve the night off, you know, covering the Olympics, basketball for the whole season. And when they're doing double duty, some of them do hockey, some of them do baseball with them. So, you know, so gave them the night off so we can uh, have this unfortunate Nets talk. I didn't want to abuse anyone else and make them be subject to this over six weeks. I don't even remember since we've done this show if we've had a week where they haven't won at least one game. So, yeah, it's uh, not pretty. So I'm going to go ahead and get through this rapid recap and get this uh, hurtful segment over with. Uh, they had a three-game set versus the Mets there. As I mentioned, they went 0-6, so they went 0-3 to the Mets. The first game was an 8-7 loss. Uh, Trevor May earned the victory. He got put in at 5-2. and two. He went one inning, giving up no hits, no runs, with one strikeout and no walks. Uh, Mason Thompson took the loss. We don't even know some of these guys that's on the roster now. Oh, in the bullpen. He's uh, 0-1. He went one inning, giving up three hits, two runs, one of those earned with no strikeouts and no walks. And Edwin Diaz earned his 24th save for the Mets on uh, one inning, giving up no hits, no runs, with one strikeout and no walks. Juan Soto went three for four with a three-run home run. And Victor Robles went two for five with the RBI double. Uh, the second game, which was postponed due to rain, uh, the Nets lost. Uh, four to one, 
Marcus Stroman earned the victory. That put him at eight and eleven. He went five in the third, giving up three hits, one earned run with eight strikeouts and two walks. Uh, Sean Nolan took the loss for the Nets, dropped him to zero and one. He went three innings, giving up eight hits, four runs, two strikeouts, and no walks. Edwin Diaz earned his twenty-fifth save against uh, the Nets in this game. Uh, give him, uh, going one in and give it up one hit, no earned runs, with no strikeouts and no walks. Robles went one for three for with an RBI double to account for the lone Nats run that game. And the final game of the series was a 5 4 loss where. Can't remember. Can't remember my own hand right now. That's Familia. I can't remember his first name, but Familia. For the Mets, got the victory, puts him at six and two. He went two thirds of an inning, giving him one hit, no runs, with one strikeout and no walks. Kyle Finnegan took the loss for the Nets to drop into four and four. He went a third of an inning, giving up one hit, one run, no strikeouts, no walks. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez had a pitch hit sacrifice fly, and Andrew Stevenson went one for four with a RBI double. With a, a two-run RBI double, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the Nets were injured earlier. The Nets have, you know, less talent than they had before. And unfortunately, the Nets, you know, got swept by the Nets in New York. Then they had a three-game set versus Atlanta. Uh, the first game was a 4-2 loss. Charlie Morton earned the victory for Atlanta and put him at 11-4. He went six innings, giving up six hits, two run runs, and two with seven strikeouts and two walks. Uh, Josiah Gray uh, took the loss that drops him to 0-1. He went six innings, giving up five hits, three earned runs with six strikeouts and no walks. And Will Smith earns his 24th save, going one inning, giving up no hits, no runs, and two strikeouts and a walk. Juan Soto went two for three with the RBI double, and Josh Bell went 0 for three with the sacrifice fly. The, the RBI. Um, Josiah Gray, you know, he's been pitching well. Uh, he didn't earn a victory in his first two games, his first uh, second, well, his first start for the Nets. He, uh, you know, his third official career start, I think his second start for the Nets. He had 10 strikeouts in the game. This game, he had six strikeouts with no walks. I believe he only had, I don't think he had any walks in his uh, game that he had 10 strikeouts, so he might have had one. And he's been showing some nice control. He's been, uh, you know, when he went out there on the mound, he's been in command. Unfortunately, he has been getting a lot of run support when he's been out there. So hopefully that's been, you know, get some type of rhythm going sometime soon. Even if it's towards the end of the season, they can at least get something that they can carry, try to carry over, or at least get these guys some experience at the plate and learn how to be more patient hitters and, you know, not grounding in the double plays and, you know, making, you know, being over-aggressive at the plate, trying to make something happen instead of, you know, playing your role and, you know, just do what needs to be done to win the game and don't try to do more than you're supposed to do. That's what I feel like a lot of what's going on uh, with the team right now because, you know, they, they're on a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> they're trying to make, find something to work to try to, you know, change that and they're 18 games on the 500. This team that, you know, when they first came into the league, yeah, they were used to that. But after years and years of being in a you know contender race, it's hard to go back to that. So 
I think some of them are trying to overcompensate, do too much, and that's when you know bad things happen. Stay in your lane, do your do your job, and play your role. That's what this team does, and that's when the team is successful. So hopefully they can get back to that soon. Uh, the second game was an ugly twelve and two loss. Max Free earned the victory that put him at ten and seven. He went six innings, giving up five hits, two runs. One of those earned was seven strikeouts and no walks. Uh, Patrick Corbin, who I don't know what happened to him this season. He his slider hasn't been effective. He's been giving up home runs and giving up, you know, I don't even know what his ERA right now, but I think it's in the high fives right now. So, yeah, he uh, took the loss and drops him to six and twelve. He went four and two thirds, giving up seven hits, six earned runs with five strikeouts and two walks. Josh Bell went one for three with the RBI single, and Yadio Hernandez went one for three with the RBI single to account for the two runs for the next day game. And the final game of the weekend, the series, was a 6-5 loss. Uh, Jesse Chavez earned the victory. That put him in 3-2. and two. He went one inning, giving up three hits, two runs, no strikeouts, and a walk. Paolo uh, Espino took the loss. That drops him to 3-4. and four. He went four innings, giving up eight hits with five earned runs, three strikeouts, and two walks. And Will Smith earned his 25th save. Going one inning, giving up no hits, no runs with two strikeouts and two walks. Juan Soto went 0 for 2 with the sacrifice fly, and Robles went 2 for 5 with the RBI single. Um, as I mentioned, this team has faced all NL East opponents in the last two weeks pretty much, and I think they have one victory out of those three series. So, yeah, it's not a pretty sight, it's not pretty baseball. At least they're off tonight and, you know, watching a recap of the Washington football team game instead of watching lately just some bad baseball by the Mets. Like I said, I just think they're trying to do too much and <clears throat> forcing it and making things worse. So hopefully this day off will get them refreshed, rejuvenated, and come out next week or this week and uh, have a better week than they did last week. Can't get no worse. They only had five games this week, so if they went only six, they can only go only five with this resistance. So I'm hoping they at least get one game out of this uh, upcoming week. If they have uh, Toronto on Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday is a 7.05 start, Wednesday is a 4.05 start. That's here at Nets Park. And then they have a three game weekend series in Milwaukee versus the Brewers. Friday is an 8.10 start. Saturday is a 4.05 start. Sunday is a 2.10 start. So it's, uh, you know, hopefully the Nats can uh, get some momentum or get something going in their right direction to get some victories because, uh, yeah, we don't want to have another 0-6 recap week because, yeah, that sucks. But, uh, yeah, I just said my piece about the Nats, about the Washington football team. Uh I think that pretty much does it all. I really don't have too much more to say. It's been endless. Oh, what I do have to end on this note. If you receive on social media an inbox from me on Facebook from Carol Porter, not the third of three eyes, but of two eyes, please do not engage. I just found out that someone is catfishing my page using all my pictures, profile, everything. So you know who I am. I'm not going to ask you for no bank information or inbox you trying to slide in your DMs or whatever. For some, I would, but not on the show.
but be on the lookout. Please disregard. That's not me. Y'all know me. So just had to put that out there. Also, if you're in the market for a new used vehicle, please come holler at me down at Waldorf Honda. 2450 Crane Highway in Waldorf, Maryland. Across from the Lowe's and the Popeyes on the northbound side. Got the best deals, best cars. Come on down and hit me up. Let me earn your business. Uh, make sure you go check out the website, sportsothp.com. All of our podcast partners is taking off tonight for the apparel line. Get the District of Champions banner that I have behind me. Pillows, bags, cups, coffee cups, phone covers. We got it all. Go check it out, sportsothp.com. Or you can check out the Sports OTHP Apparel shirts also partnered up with Eric Kusa, you know. Be on the lookout. If you are interested, hit me up, inbox me, write in the comments. I hit you back, ship it out, or if you're local, give it to you in person. Um, about to get ready to get out of here. My end of show is always with Renegade and a couple of other independent artists that we rock on Sunday nights on At The Bar Radio, so be sure to check us out. It's around six o'clock normally. Sometimes it's a two hour show, sometimes it's a four hour show. Depends on how much we've been drinking and how interesting our topics are. So make sure you tune in. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a share. Let the folks know we got some real entertainment out here for you. So on that note, I'm about to get out of here. Sports OTHP, DC Sports about the Politics. It's not just a catchphrase. It's not just a motto. It's what we do. See you next week, episode 238. Renegade 703, baby.
money, money, money's what I'm talking about. You won't really know what you've been talking about. You don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. It's money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. You won't really know what you've always been talking about. And I don't want to be the one who always really talk about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. Money, 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 money is what I'm talking about. You never crossing these borders. I'm whipping it up. Gordon Ramsay, I swear that I'm cooking these orders. You talk about me, you better just hope that you can just really afford it. I'm balling, I'm balling, I'm winning, I'm winning. I'm feeling like Robert Sahara. Nigga, I'm scoring. I count in the morning. They talk about me, then I gotta ignore it. My bitches be foreign. So independent, my money be corporate. These raps is boring. You hate me, and I'm always gonna adore it. Smoking that soaring, she always go ahead and let me explore it. I call her my Dora. You can go and talk about me, I ain't flawless. I go for my all in. If a nigga talk about me, then I'm gone. In. You know that I'm gone. Jumping, take trips, Pompeii, all day, always keep three stacks like Andre. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it, man. And you can never, ever, ever get rid of that. So watch what you say and watch how you do. Money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. You don't really know what you've been talking about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. It's money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. You don't really know what you've always been talking about. And I don't want to be the one who always really talk about. And you don't really want to play. You don't know what to say. It's money, 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 money's what I'm talking about. Renegade 703, baby, go give him a follow. Up and coming. He did a nice video yesterday. About to be on in powder. Make sure you check him out. Renegade. Take a promise, I give it some love, I make a wish, I promise, darling, you know you gotta get it right. 
let's go Would it be so cold just to celebrate All the love and my behave It's going down It's not stopped, we've had special kid I've been quested to take you back to the Jedi and I've been sitting here for a long time it's down up my heartbeat goes by and I've been sitting here for a long time I know it ain't time to There'll be no interruption Cherry blossoms in the summer I cherish it till we move And let me know your phone number Cause I want you Yeah. 